0: We're talking about Hanukkah, too, while we're doing this Giving Tuesday. It was uh, such an amazing time uh, reaching back in history a very long time ago, about 165 years before Jesus came on the scene. And it's a little piece of history that's so important and you actually, it ties itself back to a number of different things where number one is, you know, knowing a detail can change the way you you look at anything. And uh, knowing what the Maccabees had set out to do and realizing um, they were celebrating a second Sukkot because they missed the first one because they were at war, uh, you know, that little detail really changes the what, the why, and the how of what Hanukkah is all about. We love to teach on Sukkot because it's such an amazing feast. One of the things that happens during Sukkot, gigantic candelabras stood in the court of the women in the temple. They were separated in there by men, by women, by outsiders and different places where they could be. Four young men bearing 10-gallon pitchers of oil would climb ladders to fill those golden bowls on each candelabra. These are 75 feet high, massive candles. You see, you usually see a little menorah. Imagine one 75 feet tall. And then the oil in those bowls would be lit on fire. The temple was on a hill above the rest of the city. If you look at Israel, you'll see the golden dome there, right? The temple was taller than that golden dome. So then take that and 75-foot candelabras on there, and yeah, you get have seen that for a while. But in fact, the entire city could see the glow. The light there was to remind the people of how God's Shekinah glory, or Shekinah as it's called in Hebrew, uh, Shana- but we say Shekinah, so we'll say it in a way you understand it. Shekinah glory had once filled his temple. The glory had descended upon Mount Sinai at the giving of the law, fire would literally come down from heaven, burning up sacrifices and all kind of things that for us would just amazes. us. Um, it had filled the tabernacle in the wilderness. It had filled Solomon's temple at its dedication. But if you've read much scripture, you'll know that the glory of God literally lifted up from Solomon's temple as Ezekiel watched and due to Israel's relentless sin and it took a path all the way up the Mount of Olives, and it lifted up into the sky just like Jesus ascended into heaven so that the uh, ark and the glory of God, his presence, lifted right up. What's important to know is it didn't come back. Mm -hmm. That ark didn't come back. The glory of God never again filled the temple. That was the first temple, Solomon's temple. And, of course, because of their evil, it was eventually literally destroyed, flattened by King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. Even when Herod constructed the second temple, the glory would never return and rest on the temple again. Even in the days of Jesus, there was no glory in the temple. Jesus would call it my father's house, but the Shekinah would only return when it was resting on Jesus as he came and went. Remember the dove at his baptism came down, the glory of God came down on him. So the only time that you you saw the glory of God in the temple after it left Solomon's time was when on Jesus. Now, as Jesus left the temple for the Mount of Olives before his crucifixion, he retraced literally the steps of the departure of the glory of Ezekiel's day. And his words, my goodness, they were so telling. It was no longer his father's house. He said, look, your house. Is left to you desolate mm. for I tell you you'll not see me again until you say blessed is he who comes in the name of Jehovah." At his crucifixion the temple was left desolate unprotected the Holy Spirit was not there the glory would fall on the disciples and others at Pentecost but the glory did not return to the temple the eventual result was the Roman destruction of that temple in 70 AD 2,000 years ago When Jesus arrived at Sukkot, which is the Feast of Tabernacles, it wasn't about these giant candelabras that were lighting the whole world, or oil or light. It was the person of Jesus Christ. God's glory was once again present in that temple. And on the eighth day of that feast, when he arrived, he was teaching in the quarter of the women, by those candelabras, perhaps standing right beside one, when he declared to everyone, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And then we see Jesus attending Hanukkah. It was now winter, and Jesus was in Jerusalem at the time of Hanukkah, the festival of dedication. So this festival, we're talking about this, non not one of the seven feasts, but this extra one, was something that even Jesus attended. And as it happened, Hanukkah must have had a special place in his heart and on heaven's calendar. About 160 years after the Maccabees' eight-day victory celebration, the Hanukkah feast in Bethlehem had an angelic visitor as Gabriel visited Mary. Now, Luke doesn't tell us really anything outright about what time of year that visit took place from Gabriel or the Holy Spirit upon Mary. So how do we know that Jesus was conceived in mary during hanukkah well there's a bunch of clues takes a little bit of investigative work but we're going to lay out the calendars longer bibles and we're going to kind of trace that out and show you how you can find out things that seem like they're unknowable